0: Welcome to the Essential Dynamics podcast. I'm Derek Hudson. Essential Dynamics is a a framework, a mental model I've been working on to help us think through our most important challenges and our trickiest opportunities. In the podcast, we test the concepts of Essential Dynamics through deep conversations with interesting people. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome back Lisa Sharapata to the podcast. Lisa is an interesting person. Lisa, welcome and uh, thanks thanks for coming back.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I'm glad you still find me interesting after our first conversation.
0: <laughs> well, like I think we have unfinished business. So, so Lisa is the chief marketing officer of Arbinger Institute. Arbinger Institute talks about the outward mindset. That's what we were talking about in our previous episode. And, and I usually t- I usually title these episodes after the conversation. Uh, so it, this might be we might come up with something different, but I th- I think I'm really interested in something along the lines of practical outward mindset. So we talked a little bit uh, last time about the concept that if you uh, treat people like people uh, and, and uh, consider their interests and are genuine and you, you can work together more effectively. Um, we talked about how it's really hard uh, to keep it straight when you're dealing in more of a transactional point of view. And if you're uh, trying to see people as vehicles to get your own uh, objectives accomplished, that's a, that's a tricky, hard world to live in. and it's certainly hard to be treated that way. So what we wanted to talk about this time is the positive side of that. And uh, how do we actually learn how to uh, treat people as people and how you do that in organization, if you're a leader, and maybe if you weren't a leader. So, so Lisa, I think that's, I just find this fascinating that, the organization and you found each other and then you went and read the material and liked it and said, okay, I'll work for you. Um, And so then you went from maybe being a little disillusioned about some of the things that you were seeing in business practice. And then you went to kind of like the garden of Eden. Um, It can't be that good inside. And like, it's a real organization, right? It's one thing to write the book or give a course. Is it, is it as good inside as you thought it would be?
1: Yeah, I mean, a few things I'll say is when I started um, four months ago, there were less than 50 employees. We're at over 100 today. So we are growing
0: Holy really smokes. quickly. Yeah. yeah,
1: And one of the things that we're really focused on is our culture and, and how do we carry, you know, our mission and values forward inside of our organization you know, walk the walk and talk, you know, the work we're speaking of, right? So um, like last week, we brought the leadership team together. Uh, we, we did some planning and all that good stuff, but we also went through our materials and we, we talked about using these materials in our, our day-to-day in a constant flow, right? So some of the things we have are tools like it's called the meet to learn. So when you're new, when someone comes on, there, there's a, a tool for that. So it's like everybody knows what to expect in that conversation. When you see a meet to learn, get put on your calendar, you know what that is. You know what's kind of expected in that conversation and it helps, right? But I mean, those are kind of basic things. Like I think, you know, you come on, you, you already probably know that you're going to start creating, you know, having meetings with other people. But we have another tool. It's called Start the Right Way. Right. And so it's like, before going into that meeting, you're directed to review this. And, and my boss did it with me before I even started with the company. And it was one of the coolest things that has happened to me in an onboarding experience, because he said, look, you're coming in the C-suite role, lots of expectations you know, what would it be like if you came, uh, showed up in the box inward, right? Um, I would probably need to be seen as competent, better than the other candidates. Um, I'm important, self-important, highly qualified, like, and how would that, how would I show up if I show up that I need to be seen as highly qualified and better than the other candidates, or I could come across as judgmental or, arrogant or unapproachable um closed-minded um or maybe i'm nervous i'm i need to be seen as this but i'm worried i'm worse than the other candidates another trait of being in the box i might be nervous i might need to act like i have to prove myself right away and I mean, we've seen this and we've seen, I mean, I'm sure I've done many of these things and I've seen it with other people coming in. Right. And it just, it rubs everybody the wrong way. You're getting off on the wrong foot. And so it's just like, it's checking, checking yourself. Right. And I used to call it like check your ego at the door and just do some self reflection, like look in the mirror. And now like I have these tools. And it's like just checking my mindset. Um, you know, and then there's, what's the outward way of doing that? And so being curious, being humble, asking open-ended questions, seeking to learn from other people. One of these meet-to-learn questions is, how will my my role impact your role? How have you worked with my role in the past or my role didn't exist? How do you see yourself working with my role? And truly being curious and and thinking through what it must be like to be that person who's now got someone who's gonna be coming in changing their the, the dynamic of their day-to-day. Right. And so if I can genuinely be interested in what they're doing in their role and put myself in their shoes and understand that impact And we can talk about the goals and mission of the company and the greater good and, and start to think through like, well, how could we work together that would benefit everyone? Right. And we start the conversation that way instead of me coming in, needing to show that I'm the best candidate or highly competent. Like just pause there and say, I mean, just, imagine the difference between those two scenarios.
0: I, I, my mind is going crazy because I'm replaying all kinds of scenarios that I've participated in in the past. And, and one, th- one thing that strikes me is um, the, the recruiting process, the ones that I've, you know, sort of been through and probably administered and, it's, and sometimes really seems set up to set people up in the box um, because you're looking for, you know, this list of qualifications that's better than the other person's list of qualifications. And then you hire someone um, and then you say, now prove that we made the right choice because you have these qualifications. But what, what you're saying and what I agree with is any new person has to fit in the organization. And there's a bunch of people there and maybe they've got most of it figured out. In which case the outsider has to, ha- has to merge into that and add value, which is a little bit different than I'm going to shake everything up.
1: Well, and I think it's it's interesting because, you know, one of the things they say as they're going through this interview process is, well, let's see if this person's the right culture fit. Right. And I mean, we're not all the right culture fit for different cultures. Yeah, And as I said to you, in my first conversation with you is that one of the things I said going in to this new job search was, here's my boundaries. This is the culture I'm looking for. I'm not going to try to fit into somebody else's culture again. Like I know myself well enough to know at this point in my career the kind of people I want to work with, the kind of environment I want to be in, the kind of mentality I want the team to have. And it's not just, it's not just about like being nice, (laughs) you know, we have to, we have to make tough decisions that still happens. Um, You know, I've, I've had to make a lot of hard decisions since I've been here and it's not all felt all warm and fuzzy and great, but Again, I go back to like, well, okay, so we have some frameworks. One another framework or tool is called the 3A plus, and the 3A plus is a way that we can use to kind of measure our effectiveness. Um, and this is again something that we were talking about um, last week. Is like we're, we should be doing this every single month. And the the 3A plus, it's um, the th- a three you can be a one two or a three so a one means that you're not effective at performing in your role a two means and and that you probably don't have the skills to do it a two means you have the potential to to do your role at the highest possible level but you still just there's things that you need to improve upon and the three is that you know you're fully capable you're doing it. way it should be done, the way that it's expected to be done. Right. And then you've got the, the, um, A, B or C. So that's how, um, sorry. So rate your impact on abilities to achieve your objectives is the A, B and C. Sorry. And then the, so there's kind of layers of that. Right. And it's also how you're impacting others then. And then, um, so the A, B and C is like, I'm, I might be a three, but I'm stepping on every single person's toes to get there. And I'm hard to work with and, you know, kind of manipulating the system or whatever it is, or, you know, again, it's like this all costs mentality of like, I can do my job, but this is the bubble I'm going to be in. And I might be really good at these things, but get out of my way. And so, you know, then I'm impacting others. And so there's, the grade on that, right? And then there's a plus or a minus. And it's like, am I putting the right effort into the right things or not? And that's the plus or minus. So when we start to look at this on a consistent basis, I mean, first of all, then we're all speaking the same language. We all know how to talk about these things with each other. Makes it a lot easier. If if someone's not performing out of three we can talk about well, this is what needs to happen. And we're having this constant dialogue. It's not, hey, at the end of the year, you know what? You're not going to get your bonus because da-da-da. Or, you know, we're having layoffs. We decided to cut you because you're not doing your job the way we want you to do it. Um, so you didn't make the cut, right? It's like this com this conversation's a constant flow and we're all in this together and we all know what these things mean. And, you know, if you're a one in this role and you're just truly not capable of doing what's needed to be done, like truly, hopefully that's determined before you're hired, right? But let's say you're growing company, your roles changed, you've been asked to take on something new, right? At least now there's this framework and a way to talk about this where it's, this is the role, and this is the expectation. And let's rate this together. Let's talk about this and give you a chance to, you know, give input to, and also give you a chance to go talk to other teams and other people that you work with to understand how you're impacting them so that you're proactively now, basically in control of your own destiny. And the onus is on you to Fill out that form every month, have that conversations with the other teams, have the conversations with your managers, self-reflect. So again, there's tons of tools like this, but this is the kind of stuff that we just use in the flow of our business that we're also, you know, teaching our accounts how to use and makes a big difference.
0: (laughs) So to maybe reflect that back, um, there's a a measure of, Doing the job. There's a measure of how you treat other people, how you work with other people in doing the job, and then whether your efforts in the right direction or not. Is, that, is there is there yes? Right? Um, so your so capability,
1: the, right? Yeah. To do the job, one, two, or three. Three is the best, one is not mm-hmm. capable. And then your impact on others' ability to achieve their objectives is the A, B, or C. And then the rating. Your effort and are you putting your effort into the right places? So let's say you're two, you need to really work on understanding your copywriter, you need to work on understanding the work better um, in order to effectively write blogs, which is one of your jobs. Well, we could identify that there's these things that you need to be doing to learn the work. Some of it might be going to the training. Um, Some of it might be interviewing and asking questions of people or learning. Some of it might be reviewing the red lines that get put into the materials when you're getting things fixed. And, you know, I've worked with a lot of people over time where it's like, oh, I did all this stuff and I I read this book you mentioned once and I listened to all these sales calls and I did that and it's like, well, did you read and look at? the red lines and the notes and all the things I marked up. No, I just accepted all your changes. Well, (laughs) you know, it's like, okay, that your effort is not in the right place. Let's shift your focus to the, these are the best ways you can learn how to do these things.
0: Okay. I like, I like that a lot. Um, I used to work with a lot of engineers and scientists and, they would want to know if the one, two, three, and the ABC are equal weighting, or what the weighting was, and they want a number that comes out of that. It's not quite like that, is it?
1: <laughs> well, it's not, but it, you know, honestly, it comes down to like if somebody's a one, and they're just really not capable of the role doing the work, then they're going to have a negative impact, right? You know, on everybody, and so you know, so there's a correlation want, at that end, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. You want to and, get
1: people to a three A plus, and if you just after time see that there is no way this person is ever going to be able to achieve that, that's when the conversation. You know, and there's some gray in this. This is, you know, I, I get it, but
0: I got to tell you, I have uh, I have no problem. It's hard, but I have no problem um, helping people find uh, opportunities outside the organization. Um, the way the way I look at it is. That the um, employee-employer relationship has to be win-win. And if it's not well, working... And this is something we not talk about too, right? Ahead. You yeah.
1: see people as people, then if it's not working for you and and they're impacting everyone else negatively, you've got to think they must be pretty miserable. Yeah. Right? It can't feel good to show up to work every day. If, you know, after over time it becomes pretty clear you're not cut out for what your your role is then i mean i'm with you i've helped other people find new roles too and it's happened to me before and ultimately it was a win-win moving into a different position
0: absolutely
1: you know so yeah
0: so i want to take us back um i don't know where but this thing this stuck out is that conversation you're having with other people. This is what I do. This is what you do. How can I help you do what you do and, and go through that um, process of understanding each other. At some point you talked about the objectives of the organization and I find that one of the best indicators of kind of getting people lined up is that they agree on and identify with the purpose of the organization. Uh, And especially if they can get above the purpose of their department or their division, and there's only one purpose in the whole organization. Uh, Is that, uh, is that your experience as well? Can you, can you get a good relationship and not be united in purpose, I guess? I'm
1: going to say, especially in a work environment, but I mean, even in most of my personal relationships, I would say no. I think it's very hard um, to if you have a different objectives and different values and mission, and you're you're going in different directions. If you're not kind of working towards the same North Star, it's pretty hard.
0: So, uh, in some of the work that I do, and and it's consistent with the the you know concepts and essential dynamics. Let's get really clear on the purpose, and if and if we don't have that we're going to be really frustrated in all the other things that we do. I find that there are organizations that they they have a purpose that no one identifies with. They have a purpose that people don't understand. They have a stated purpose, but the other purpose or the second, you know, the hidden agenda is probably stronger. All of those things get in the way of this kind of, you know, two people figuring uh, something out in terms of uh, working together as people with different approaches. Yeah. I wanted to talk about sort of practical outward mindset. So you're talking about tools, which which is great. Um, sometimes we we think about leadership different than we think about, you know, sort of those interactions we have with our peers, people to people. And one of the things I found is, I I, I did a study once of definitions of leadership. And I kind of, it kind of, it came down to, the same elements as we use in essential dynamics people, path and purpose. And it it was like a leader's job is to get the people down the path to accomplish the purpose. And a lot of time, and it was stated in a bunch of different ways, but it really came down to that. And and, and a lot of time that get the people down the path um, is despite what they want. It's, it's uh, manipulation. It's defined as treating people as objects uh, if you have the outward mindset, uh, what's the definition of leadership that you know makes more sense?
1: I mean, uh, that's a great question. I don't have like a typed definition of leadership, you know, based on specific outward uh, mindset. You know, sitting here in front of me, but I would just say that one of part of our mission and purpose is this notion of helping leaders create a people-centric culture that's gonna drive these exceptional results. And again, it goes back to if you don't if people don't feel included and like they belong and that they have a, a choice in in what they're doing and have their mind made up that they want to be a part of it it's not going to be sustainable. You're not going to achieve those objectives with them, right? And so the whole, again, premise of all of this is that this outward mindset creates an environment where people are at the center of your culture and we're we're working together to drive towards those exceptional goals and results together. And, you know, that's it. And I have read something a while ago, it's like, you know, leadership isn't about getting people like telling people what to do or getting people to follow you. It It is when people willingly want to follow you, that's when you've become a good leader. And so I, I think if you think about things that way in that difference, I think that kind of sets the tone for what we're trying to accomplish.
0: Absolutely. I was, I was going through my notes or my highlights on my, on my, my Kindle account for leadership and self-deception. And I highlighted one phrase, which was uh, just the end of a sentence, but it was where our purpose of the organization in the story was to achieve results together. And um, I flipped that into my language. Achieve results together is achieve is the path results is the purpose and together as people, there isn't anything else. Um, And achieve results together is a is more of a judgment statement, which is, we're going to work together to achieve the results, and either these other statements about leadership, or we're going to get the people to do what we want them to do to get the results that we want. It's, it maybe sounds similar, but you know, yeah, no, this,
1: it, it is very different. And I mean, I, w- I would hope that your audience here would would appreciate that difference, right? We all know what it feels like to be told this is what you have to do and this is how you're going to do it. And that feels very different than this is what we're trying to achieve. How can you help us get there?
0: And my, my study, um, both reading and experience about motivation is there's only one kind of motivation, which is comes from the inside and, and people want to be a part of something. They want to achieve something. And they, and if you tap into that, you've got everything. If you don't have that, uh, you've got a vending machine. If you don't put enough nickels in, you don't get what you want. If you do put enough nickels in, you'll get the minimum. I mean, even
1: that's temporary. I mean, look at the great <laughs> resignation, right? I mean, yeah. people have gotten to a point where it doesn't matter how much you're paying them or not paying them, whatever. We've I mean, been doing a lot of research recently around this and it's like, why are people quitting? It's, you know, some of it's pay and some of it's not feeling like they're making enough money or or this or that or the other thing. But the biggest thing is disrespectfulness, not being treated with dignity, unethical behavior and lack of integrity in the workplace. Managers treating their employees like objects and and, and abusively, Um, you know, failure to promote people based on you know, not looking at DEI and, and those types of, um, you know, using those things as excuses. Mm-hmm. And then feeling of extreme, like feeling like you're being undermined by your coworkers.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Those are the top five most toxic and number one, you know, five things that people are running into of why they're leaving these
0: toxic culture um, pieces. So I, I believe that um, leaders of organizations who adopt this mindset, whether they know it's, um, you know, consistent with Arbin with what Arbinger is teaching or not, or if they, these are, these are like just foundational principles. Leaders can accomplish a lot in changing the culture of organizations, individuals who aren't leaders in their own space, I believe can also have a big impact. And I also believe it's the only way to live. And it's, it's despite the fact that it seems hard to care about what other people think it's an easier way to live than to calculate all of the transactions that you have to do to work your way through life and not care about what people think. Is is that calculus, correct?
1: It kind of gets into some other, I guess, areas that, you know, I, I don't know that aren't totally addressed by Arbinger's work or like I've I've done a lot of work too on, a, on personally being less concerned about what other people think of me, right? And this goes back to the like, I need to be seen as this, mm-hmm. this, and this. I, I think it's more important to, to have that self-worth and understand your strengths and weaknesses and how you fit into the equation. Um, You know, otherwise I feel like that it just, it brings you back into that box when you're looking at it from a place of, well, what are other people going to think of me? Um, Then you're, it's back to the self-centric point of view again.
0: and, And the, and the, the paradox is if you can let go of that, and adopt the the mindset that you're talking about. Uh, your life gets better and it gets simpler, despite the fact you might be in an organization that doesn't espouse all that universally.
1: Well, and I'll say too, it's a journey. I mean, I didn't just <laughs> read the book and start working here and then all of a sudden stop caring what other people think, <laughs> <laughs> but, but understanding these concepts and starting to see them in play in context with other people who understand these concepts it is life-changing. And a lot of the people I've talked to that work here had experiences where their organization brought Arbinger in and it changed the game and it changed their life. And that's why they're here. They want to do that. And I've also talked to other people who are, are here now that, I mean, w- one of them was in the CIA and he had, he had to like take people off site to do the Arbinger work with them, but his team started performing like so much better than all the other teams that it stood out. And then the leadership team is coming to him saying, what's your secret? What's, what's going secret? on here? Yeah. And they move him to another team and that wasn't performing. Right. And then he started doing this work with people and, and all these miraculous results. Right. And it's like, wow, this stuff really works. But then there's other people who are like, Oh, Oh, I can do that here. And I, I really think it comes back to this. Like I need to be seen as better than, and if, you know, if this happens, then like, I'm not going to look as good as I do today. And so that, you know, you run into it like every place, everywhere, you're still going to always run into to challenges. We're human and everybody has their baggage and their, you know, different things that they bring to the table and, you know, it, it takes a long time to like work through this stuff.
0: Well, I, th- I think one of the things that I learned from, from the books is, um, is it's good to get out of the box and do it as much as you can and go easy in yourself. When you find yourself back in the box, just get back out of the box and right. get back in the game, do it again. I mean, yeah. every
1: yeah. morning now it's like a check, right. And then, 10 times during the day. And then a day gets away from you. And there's days where I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what even happened to this day? I, who am I like this? Is, <laughs> you know, so like, it, it's easier said than done, but it yeah. sure does make a difference when you can approach things from a place where you see other people as people and are thinking about the impact you have on them. If you can just start there, I mean I already like for me it's it's just night and day about even how I think about things and it's certainly made a big difference.
0: All right. Well, well, Lisa, thanks very much what you just la- said is going to be one of the quotations that we highlight for sure. And there'll be and there'll be lots. So I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today and for the work that you're doing. Uh can you remind us how people can find uh you and your organization?
1: Yep. Um Arbinger is a-R-B-I-N-G-E-R.com. so arbinger.com and then I'm on LinkedIn that's my favorite channel so LinkedIn backslash Lisa Sharapata. and you know I usually check messages every couple times a week or so as long as you're not spamming me
0: well <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for thanking you for thank you for checking mine because that's how we connected so it's great to have you on uh so essential Dynamics podcast is brought to you by unconstrained the consultancy that helps leaders. Work through their trippy, trickiest opportunities, and you can find us at getunconstrained.com. I'd like to thank Bryn Griffiths for his help in the studio, and until next time, consider your quest.